You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, July the 30th. It is the trade deadline season. And I am your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Cardinals still yet to make a trade deadline acquisition as the trade deadline is just a handful of hours away by the time you're listening to this show. And to be honest with you, I don't see why much of it will change, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. Cardinals aren't really rumored to anybody concretely, but there's definitely some, some interest level, according to sources and according to Don Mozeliak, for some arms and some innings. We'll see if any of that actually materializes. Today's title sponsor is Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of the Locked On Rooms. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Locked On Rooms today for trade reaction, buzz, and rumors. So be sure to find one of the Locked On Rooms there. If the Cardinals do make a trade today, I'll have a bonus episode out later today after the trade as for a kind of initial reaction, kind of 10, 15-minute type thing. And then obviously a full breakdown and more stuff to come on Monday if the Cardinals do, in fact, make a trade. However, I do not see that as extremely likely, but just to uh, have a little heads up. And this is close, supposed to be the closing uh, sponsor, but in case you listen to it after, I want to get it to you now. Be sure to follow the Locked On MLB YouTube and tune in today at 2 o'clock um, for the trade deadline special. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll hop on there at the very end, most likely, regardless of if a trade is made or not. So... When I last left you guys, talking to you yesterday, a little bit of a, of a late release, and I apologize for that, the, uh, the, the Padres had acquired Max Scherzer, tentatively. He was getting ready to go to San Diego. I was getting ready to cheer for the Padres a little bit more. Rizzo was a Yankee. That's still true. But, but, but Scherzer is no longer a Padre. And that it's very upsetting, not only that he's not a Padre, but that he is indeed a Los Angeles Dodger, along with Trey Turner. Talk about an absolute blockbuster trade as the Dodgers almost all but position, them, position themselves all but to, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but position themselves very well to win another World Series as they go back-to-back as they look to get a 2021 championship. I'm not saying that their 2021 title was illeg- illegitimate. I think it was very le- legitimate. It was a tough series. It was a tough season to win anything in. But maybe they're saying, hey, there, we, we still got some doubters out there, especially in the Astros universe. They still got some doubters, um, and, they, and they really want to prove them wrong with, with this acquisition and try and go win another one, a quote-unquote legit one, in 2021. And they've positioned themselves well to do so as the Nationals have an absolute fire sale going on. Other trade deadline moves that have happened since I last talked to you guys, Kyle Schwarber is a Boston Red Sox. Red Sox? <laughs> Kyle Schwarber is in Boston, and Daniel Hudson is going to San Diego from Washington. So two more Washington moves as they continue to uh, to sell off. And there, there's one player that I want to talk about in a little bit uh, that, that is still left on Washington that, that Brandon Kiley at BK Sports Talk on Twitter uh, brought up as a possible um, solution for the Cardinals, and that's Josh Harrison. So talk about... Talk about that and why it, it, it is a nice move because Josh Harrison's a very fine player. Be a cheap player to get for a rental. His contract is up after this year. But again, w- with the way the Cardinals are, they need more than just kind of nice 
little moves to push them over the top. Nevertheless, talk about that in just a little while. I do want to talk about this upcoming series as the Minnesota Twins face off against the San 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 Louis Cardinals. Jeez, what am I talking about? Um, and Jose Barrios is is um, supposed to make the start tonight, but he is on the trading block. Uh, Nash Walker of Locked On Twins expects him to be traded shortly. So we'll see. He's, he might even be traded by the time this podcast is over. Or by the time this podcast is posted, one of the two, I, I bet he's most likely most likely traded by the time you're, you're listening to this. But nevertheless, let's go and talk about Jose Barrios because he's one that the Cardinals um, have reportedly had, had their had their eyes on and a lot of players, a lot, a lot of teams um, seem to have an interest in Jose Barrios. And why wouldn't you? He's put up fine numbers this season. He's seven and five with a three, four, eight ERA. Those are very solid numbers. And if you want to go a little bit more in depth to his numbers, he's struck out 126 over 121 and two thirds of an inning. His ERA plus is 120. That is the second highest of his career, and 120 is 20 points above the average. His fielding independent pitching is 3.57, so it's close to his ERA. So that's good as well. His whip is 1.044. He's been a two-time All-Star both in 18 and 19. Struggled a little bit in 2020 and 12 starts, but has seemed to found it again at least a little bit here in 2021, and his stuff is just plain nasty. Anybody who gets this guy is getting a, a solid, you know, one-two type pitcher um, at the top of your rotation in, in Jose Barrios. They're Barrios. I actually don't know how, I believe it's Barrios, but I could be wrong. Go into a little more in-depth of what his uh, statistics tell you. I'm looking at it at his pitch type, he's a heavy curveball guy. Curveball, sinker, chain, or fastball changeup. All was pretty good. His curveball, he throws it um, 30% of the time, and his sinker 29% of the time. And then his fastball, 26, and his changeup, he, he slips in his changeup about 13.6% of the time. But a lot of people think that, it, that that is his best pitch. Because against the changeup this season, hitters are hitting just a buck 25 against it and slugging 292 uh, with an weighted on base of 210. It's a whiff percentage of 29.8%. So his changeup, while it might be the pitch he throws at least often, could be one of his better pitches, and his curveball is also absolutely phenomenal. 219 batting average against, uh, whiff percentage 35.5%, average exit velocity just 85 miles an hour. Pretty remarkable stuff for the uh, for the curveball. Curveball has a drop in vertical inches of, of 5 inches, so it, it's pretty legit stuff. His stuff has always been there. It's just a matter of can he put it all together. Again, is he going to put it all together against the Cardinals tonight? I don't know, because I don't even know if he's going to be pitching against the Cardinals tonight. I would love it if the Cardinals acquired him and he's pitching against the Twins tonight, or he's pitching against the Twins tomorrow. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I just, but Barrios, will, Barrios will make an impact, I guess what I'm trying to say, on any team that he's on, whether it's a playoff team or, or a fringe team, even like the St. Louis Cardinals, um... And it's going to be a tough night for the Cardinal offense if they do have to face Jose Barrios. The Cardinals send out Wade LeBlanc uh, to the mound, the lefty tonight. He, you know, unless there's a trade made for him, which I doubt it, he will be starting tonight for the St. Louis Cardinals as he will be making his, um, excuse me, his sixth start and his tenth appearance for the Redbirds. He had a couple of, not, not rough outings, but not solid outings in his last couple times out. Uh, Cincinnati, four innings, three earned, gave up a homer, walked one, struck out five. And the time before that, he went five innings against the Giants, gave up an earned run, five hits, struck out three, walked one. Um, 
unable to get into the seventh inning. He's yet to complete six innings in a Cardinal uniform. And to me, that, that's the biggest problem. Because you can like Wade LeBlanc all you want. But right now, the Cardinals, in all honesty, are counting on Wade LeBlanc as a th- number three starter. And Wade LeBlanc isn't a number three starter. The, his numbers qualify for a long man of the bullpen or a five-starter spot start kind of guy that can give you four or five innings, but you're going to piggyback off of him. He's not, he just hasn't been the guy, even in his entire career, you look at his career numbers, he hasn't been that guy. He's pitched a lot out of out of the bullpen mostly. He's had some, had some decent years, don't get me wrong, but he just isn't going to be the guy in the middle of your rotation that's going to give you a lot of innings, give you a lot of outs, and get you a lot of chances to win. He's just not going to do it. So if Barrios pitches tonight, I have a tough time believing the Cardinals offense gets enough against him. Granted, the, the Twins are 43-60. and 60. I don't think anybody saw the, the, the Twins being this bad in 2021. I for sure did not thought they were going to make a run at the division or at least a run at the wild card, but that does not seem to be the case as they have just fallen off the face of the earth, it seems like. So that's game one. Like I say, I really, I like Brios. I've always liked Brios' stuff a lot, so I, I tend to not go against pitchers that have good stuff because they can have it on any night. So uh, look for, if Brios is still a twin at 7.15 night, look for him to uh, pitch pretty well uh, against the um against these St. Louis Cardinals. And before I get into my, my ad break, some trades already to, rumors to, to discuss. According to John Morosi, the Red Sox are talking about a Kyle Gibson trade. So maybe that has picked up steam by the time we talk, as well as the um, Chris Bryant sweepstakes are kind of in a standstill. Bob Nightingale tweeting out that uh, no trade is imminent, but the Cubs uh, sorting through plenty of offers for Bryant and closer Craig Kimbrell. So he probably got traded as soon as um, Bob Nightingale tweeted that. Who knows? But nevertheless, um, talk, talk about the rest of the games of the series. The Cardinals have a short pitching staff, just a four-game, four-man rotation right now. So talk about the, the pitching matchups for the rest of the weekend coming up here in just a moment. You have the freedom of choice when you have Built Bar because they have incredible, delicious flavors for every single person. You don't have flavors? That's okay. I'll let you know. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, they even have the occasional limited-time flavor. My mouth is watering just thinking about these delicious built Bars. My favorite is the double chocolate. They're all covered in chocolate, so why not just get more chocolate and stay healthy? If you haven't tried other flavors, get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And not only are these flavors the best tasting around, but they're healthy too. All bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein and calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today. Get the raspberry, get the strawberry, the orange, the double chocolate, whatever you'd like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go right now to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Cardinals and Twins this weekend, and the Cardinals have a four-man rotation with Johan Oviedo being down in the minor leagues at the moment. Cardinals playing another night game tomorrow, 6-15 to start. Uh, Unannounced right now uh, is the Cardinals starter, but I'd be willing to bet a pretty penny that the Cardinals go ahead and send out Jake Woodford on Saturday and Adam Wainwright on Sunday. 
Uh, Sunday is a 115 start, and again, no announced starter there. But two of the three starters for the Twins could not be on the team by the time uh, that the, 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 these two teams play. Jose Barrios tonight, Michael Pineda um, on, on Sunday. Both of those players have been listed on the trade docket or on the on the trading block, excuse me. So we'll see how it goes. But let's go ahead and break down the, the twin starters from what I can – the research I've gathered, gathered Saturday, it's Bailey Ober. He's 1-1 one one with a 5-1-9 ERA, so it doesn't really jump out uh, at the page at you for, for Bailey Ober. He is a 26-year-old, 6-9 right-hander, wears number 82, 10 starts this season, 43 and a third total innings. He's also yet to break the six-inning plateau. He's actually yet to break the five-and-a-third inning plateau. He's done that uh, just one time this season, and that was in his first or most recent start, rather, against the Angels when um, oh, excuse me, on June the twenty, July the twenty-fifth. So, not a lot of length out of the the uh, Minnesota's second starter. He's the number twenty-four prospect for the Minnesota Twins. So, definitely some, someone to keep your eye on. Uh, for, for, for the future for, for the Minnesota Twins. We'll see if he actually comes to fruition this season. Uh, he's got a fastball slider, changeup, curveball mix, and you wonder what might the Cardinals be hitting against this guy. His changeup gets hit a ton. 333 batting average, 667 slugging uh, against it. Uh, he's, given up, he's given up a lot of long balls. He's given up uh, 11 home runs in those 43 and 30 innings. That changeup gets hit a lot. That curveball gets hit a ton. The slugging percentage. Slugging percentage against all of his pitches or 394 or better. Uh, slugging, the lowest one is 394 against the four-seam fastball. And he, that's probably, because only, his fastball is probably his best pitch at this current moment in time, but it still gets hit. doesn't get hit very often, 233, but it does get slugged at a pretty good clip. He's given up three home runs, two doubles, uh, three doubles and two triples, rather, on that fastball. So look for the Cardinals to pound the ball early. And I want to take a quick moment here to talk about uh, I tweeted this out, but the Harrison Bader is seeing the fewest pitches per plate appearance in his career, 3.89. I think that the Cardinals' philosophy has changed a little bit when you talk about not letting hittable pitches go. Hitting those first pitch fastballs, hitting those first pitch strikes that are hittable pitches nine times out of ten, because if if you do let them go, um, then then especially at the major league level, when you let them go, you, you're, you're put in a really poor position, 0-1, 0-2, 1-1-1-2, the pitcher's in the driver's seat in those situations. So I think it's been a really, especially with Harrison Bader, I've noticed it a lot. Um, whenever he's more aggressive in the strike zone early in counts, he tends to have more success. He went 0-4 on Sunday, and I thought that he was a little bit passive. Or not Sunday, on Wednesday against the Cleveland Indians. I thought he was a little passive in, in the strike zone. And not that it's a you know direct correlation or direct causation, but I do think it's something worth noting that he was a little bit passive and let himself get behind in counts and and struggle a little bit, and I think Tyler O'Neill does the same thing, and I think O'Neill is just in, in a bit of a rut right now, not too worried about him still for for the St. Louis Cardinals, but just want to take a quick little detour uh, talking about that real quick. And for, for the Cardinals, like I said, it's most likely going to be Jake Woodford, unless, who knows, maybe, maybe the Cardinals are looking to deal him to get some, some pitching or some, some talent back. Who knows? But when you look at Jake Woodford, you're, you're not overly impressed, 24 years of age, ERA 425, Percentile rankings in terms of baseball savant aren't great. Um, however, one thing I will say, he's improved from last year. Because last year, uh, players were hitting, hitting the barrel 14% of the time, which is, was the bottom 3% of the league. Now they're barreling up just 5% of the time. People were hitting, were slugging, or had expected slugging a 530 against them. Now it's down to 405. 
not great, don't get me wrong, but slight improvements are something to worth noting on young guys. He's throwing the sinker a lot more than he did last year, 7.5% last year, up to 31.7% this year. Numbers tell you why. Hitters hitting just 245 against it. Uh, it's a put-away pitch 21.6% of the time. Seen some slight improvements on that pitch. Uh, slugging percentage is still a little high as he gives he does gives up his fair share of home runs, both on the sinker uh, and the and the curveball as well. But his, his stuff really, it, 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 it flashes senses of dominance. But just like the hitters being aggressive in the strike zone, Jake Woodford needs to be aggressive in the strike zone. Because if he's not aggressive in the strike zone, falling behind, I don't think his stuff is good enough to, to get himself back from falling in a deficit. Um, so just like Harrison Bader and the rest of the Cardinal offense, the key for the Cardinal right-hander and Jake Woodford is to um, is to attack the strike zone. He did that against uh, he did that against Chicago, excuse me, and, and pitched pretty well against Chicago um, against the Chicago Cubs. So he's shown that he has the ability. At least he's shown that he has has flashed the ability to get the job done uh, against major league level teams not at an extended period of time but he has shown the ability that he can get out at this major league level it's just a matter of can he do it consistently can he attack the strike zone get ahead in counts and then use his repertoire for um to to get guys out so those are most likely going to be your game two starters Jake Woodford not announced yet, but with the four-man rotation, Oviedo being down. Unless the Cardinals make some sort of acquisition in the next handful of hours here, I don't see a, a big move coming. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, across the state, Kansas City Royals have been shopping Whit Merrifield, uh, but according to John Morosi that this morning, saying that rival teams expect Whit Merrifield to remain with the Royals today unless Kansas City is overwhelmed by an offer. I've always liked Merrifield. I thought the Cardinals should have gone after Whit Merrifield a while ago. I thought that he fit the profile very well, play a bunch of different positions, contact guy with a little bit of power. I would have really liked to see, maybe, I don't know, maybe not this year, maybe the asking price is going to be too tall, but I would have really liked to see the Cardinals go after um, Whit Merrifield in, in seasons past, but maybe the um, maybe the timing is gone for, for a move like that for St. Louis. So, the Cardinals, like I said, play a three-game set, so I'll go ahead and break down game three as well as talk about the Josh Har- the possible Josh Harrison acquisition and my thoughts on Josh Harrison coming up here in just a moment. First, I want to tell you we are brought to you today in part by Built Bar, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all, that's right, all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. So get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs not just Major League Baseball, but also golf, Olympic odds, UFC, MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N gets you 50% more money on your first deposit. What are you waiting for? Go to BetOnline right now. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Sunday matinee for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Minnesota Twins comes your way at 1.15 Central Time as Michael Pineda gets the ball for the Minnesota Twins. And again, this could be another guy that is dealt. 
he's been in, mentioned in a couple of different trade scenarios. A couple of teams have, have called to be interested in him, according to different reports. Michael Pineda, to me, is always remembered as the guy that had the, the pine char blatantly, just absolutely blatantly on his on his arm that pretty much anybody with, with eyes could see. Um, but he, he's pitched pretty well for the uh, Minnesota Twins this year, 4-5 and five with a 3-8-6 ERA, not terrible. However, in his last seven starts, he's got an ERA of 508 and a whip uh, of 1.4. The overall numbers aren't bad, but lately he has not been uh, pitching extremely well. And he only got three pitches, fastball, slider, changeup, so it's really kind of hard to, in my opinion, be a consistent starter at the major league level with just three pitches. The fastball it gets hit a ton, 295, 568 slugging, expected slugging 583. It just, people only miss it, swinging the bat 15% of the time. But the slider, to me, is, is we're looking at tapes of this guy and, and just looking at the numbers as well. This is, a sl- this is a really, really good slider. 191 batting average, slugging just 326 against it, weighted on base just 244. People swing and miss at it 40% of the time. He throws it 30% of the time. I would like maybe to see him throw it a little bit more. That or develop a fourth pitch because uh, he, he's, he's thrown multiple pitches in the past um, more than what he just throws now, but he kind of ditched the sinker and the cutter after 2016 and just went straight to the uh, fastball slider changeup mix. Also threw a curveball a couple different times in 15 and 16. But again, I, I really don't think that a three-pitch mix is going to cut it at the major league level as a starter. Again, my three pitches don't move like major league pitchers do. So maybe um, <laughs> maybe other guys can make those three pitches work at the major league level, and many have. But in today's game, I just think you need more than three weapons to go after major league hitters. Cardinals oppose Michael Pineda with Adam Wainwright. We all know what Adam Wainwright's MO is, but... It's always fun to look at Adam Wainwright's MO because it is so good and it's so mesmerizing. He's got the beautiful curveball, solid sinker, and a changeup that he'll mix in every once in a while. But the curveball is the bread and butter. When his curveball is on, he is very, and I mean very, and I mean very hard to hit. 39 years old, he has been the absolute ace of this team. I've said it more and more with each and every passing day, that without Jack Flaherty on this team, Adam Wainwright is the bona fide ace. He deserves more recognition. And above all else, we should just enjoy it while he's here. Because he's not going to be here forever. Father Time is undefeated. But he's pitched extremely, extremely well um, in in this season. And a lot of that has to do with his improved curveball. Because last year against the curveball, um, people were hitting two or people were hitting 191, and now it's improved 186. <laughs> so massive improvement. It's a whiff percentage of 28.4%. Again, when his curveball is on, it's very difficult to hit. He's got a good, good a quality sinker. I mean, against the curveball and sinker, people are hitting under 200 and slugging at 300 against those two pitches alone. So the sinker, when the sinker and curveball are on, they're on. Adam Wainwright continues to just absolutely amaze me, at least, whenever he goes out in the mound and dominates because you think one one day it's going to be it, – it's going to blow up. He, he's had his blow-up starts earlier in the season, especially those two on the road against the Reds and the Padres, but since then he really hasn't had too bad of a blow-up start. And, you know, knock on wood, I don't know if you can hear that, but knock on wood that he doesn't have one on Sunday. I don't ever bet against Adam Wainwright at home, 
and he's starting at home on Sunday. He's been phenomenal at home. His ERA is nearly a point and a half better on at home than it is on the road. If the Cardinals only win one game of this series, I'm betting money that it's on Sunday. Because I'm not going, I'm betting that Adam Wainwright, of the three pitchers going, Adam Wainwright is going to give his team the best chance to win. No disrespect to LeBlanc or Woodford, but I really do think that Adam Wainwright is going to give you the best chance to win this weekend as when he goes, uh, most likely goes on Sunday. So my prediction for the series, I think the Cardinals take two or three. I think they lose tonight. I think they, uh, if Barrios pitches tonight for the Twins, I think the Cardinals lose tonight and win Saturday and Sunday. I don't expect horrible outings from the block or Woodford, but I don't expect dominating outings either. So that's our prediction for the series. Let's let's talk about Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison. Remember Josh Harrison? He was player a long time ago for the Pirates, and now he's playing for the Washington Nationals. I remember just him being an absolute thorn in the side of St. Louis Cardinal pitching for a while. He was with Detroit for a season, really struggled with Detroit. Um, in 2019, played really well for Washington last year and this year. This year, he's having a better year than he did last year. And he's having probably overall his best year, best overall year when you look at his overall slash line on OPS Plus, best year since 2017. You could even argue his best year since all the way back in 2014. So really resurgence of a year. He's got an th- on-base percentage of 366, an OPS of 800, OPS Plus of 124, can play all over the diamond, the, the question here is, is he the kind of move the, move the Cardinals are going to make? He's a move that the Cardinals have made on the pitching side. Small depth pieces. Harrison is only, according to Brandon Kiley on Twitter, BK Sports, or BK Sports Talk, excuse me, only owed $300,000 for the rest of this season. He's got the same OPS as Dylan Carlson. It went up a little bit. Um, and like I said, a 360 on base. He can play second, third, or an outfield spot. Wouldn't cost a top 15 prospect. I agree with that on Brandon's side of things. I think if the Cardinals were closer, I would absolutely campaign for this move. If the Cardinals were in three or four games, 100%. Go get him, 100%. But with the Cardinals being where they are, eight, nine games, seven games, depending on when you talk about the wild card or the division, is it really worth even giving up a top 30 prospect for this guy? Because is, is he really going to make that much of a difference on your team? Maybe you say, okay, you sign him uh, and move Edmund to the bench or move DeYoung to the bench. You have a stronger bench bat, and then you maybe try and re-sign Josh Harrison in the offseason for another one-year deal. But you also got to think Josh Harrison will be going into his age 34 season. He's 34 right now, 34 in 22 days. So happy belated birthday to Josh Harrison. He's a solid, solid player, two-time All-Star Top 10 MVP voting in 2014. Has had some really nice moments, both at the plate and on the bases, uh, eluding tags all over the place. Uh, he was very impressive when look, look, looking at avoiding rundowns. But this is a guy with a career 275 batting average, which I think any Cardinal fan will take right now from anybody. An on-base percentage of 319, a slugging of 405, and an OPS of 724. Those are all very, very solid numbers. I mean, you you take out a really, really bad 2018 and uh, or a bad 2018 and a really bad 2019, and you're talking about a, a a lot better of a player than Josh Harrison. So, will I be mad if the Cardinals get Josh Harrison? No, he's a fine player, and he would, in my opinion, improve this team. I also think that. Um, that he would make more of an impact on a better playoff, on a team more positioned to make the playoffs. So 
to me, the, the, the Josh Harrison move, if the Nationals continue to, to build off a fire, or to fire sell everybody, it would have made a lot more sense when the Cardinals were in a better playoff position or if the Cardinals were in a better position to make the playoffs. So that'll do it for today. So again, if the Cardinals do make a trade, I will have an emergency, or not emergency, a bonus episode for you guys today uh, with, with a, a quick reaction. Um, but uh, unless unless that does not happen, which I don't think it will, I'll be talking to you guys on Monday. But be sure to go to Locked On MLB YouTube page to stream the trade deadline special from 2 to 4 Central before the trade deadline today at 4 o'clock. Be sure to follow Locked On MLB and this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards.gmail.com. Happy trade deadline, everybody. I'll talk to you next time. Stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.